Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin. This is Hashem BPM number 39. That's by Spanimi Shear for Men. Shear number 39. We're going to talk about the deep part of a person's personality, all of us, that we all have stresses in life, and we all, most of us at least, sometimes have difficulty feeling happy in life, feeling a simcha sachayim in life. And because of that, um, a lot of us suffer in our marital hap- happy, happiness and in our shalom bias. And Rabbi Ezreal Tarwit talked about this a lot. He wrote a book, uh, To Become One, about marriage. And he emphasized, and he, he had people, count, he was counseling couples for many, many years. And he realized over time that most marital unhappiness comes from a lack of understanding of basic Tyra concepts. What is a man? What is a woman? Why is it necessary to be married in the first place? What can you accomplish through marriage? What does Hashem want from you for your best? Because he's a Tayv Umetive and he wants the best for you. So he wants, it's a matana. But what is this matana about? What does one lack if he does not have a proper marriage? And then once um, he was able to convey these concepts over the couple's relationship pretty much immediately improved. The dynamic behind it, he explains, is simcha is an extreme important part of it. Happiness is a function of knowledge. The Rambam brings it down when he talks about Ahavas Hashem, when you love HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And when you love HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it gives you a sipak nefesh. It gives you a satisfaction in life overall. And how does that come about? The Rambam says, this is Helchish Tshuva, Perek Yud, Halacha, Vav, that it comes through knowing Him. Knowing Him meaning using the Seichel, the mind that Hashem gave you in your heart to know as much as you can about the goodness and greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And by doing so, your love for Him increases. As as you deepen your knowledge of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, you deepen your knowledge, and of of what reality is for you, and you're filled with simcha. It seems. What does this have to do with shalom bias? It has everything to do with shalom bias, because when you serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu, without understanding, everything becomes a chore. Everything becomes an oil. Um, we 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 we, it, and this is especially true when it comes to when you marry a wife. Because one needs to understand this. If you're merely, at the very best, tolerating your wife, that is a um, hard way to live. One needs to, sometimes because of stresses in life or sometimes a negative viewpoint that comes in, even if you're not mamish fighting and it's okay, but you're more or less, I'll live with it. I'm tolerating it, but I'm not happy with it. On the other hand, when you understand even a little bit of the underlying reasons of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who was a Taiva Meitiv, that he wants you to be married to this person, and it's for your benefit, and because he loves you. And by learning through that process, your marriage could transform, then even mundane things become meaningful. Even things like going to work, taking out the garbage, paying bills, um, interacting with your wife on seemingly very mundane things, 
I'm doing the laundry, you're doing this, and so on and so forth, or whatever else it is, becomes very, very meaningful, becomes very, very satisfying. So he brings down that in, in Eicha, it says, which is interesting just to let you know, when you learn Eicha, Perak Gimel of Eicha, which is the longest Perak that was inserted later, it has the Aleph Beis several times, and it's a long Perak, but very short Pesukim there. It has a lot of Pesukim about Chizuk. It's very unusual because it's unlike the tone of the rest of Eicha, a lot of the Pesukim are, where it's very uplifting and hopeful and giving advice. And he says there, It's good for a person to carry the yoke when he's young. What does it mean, the yoke? The yoke of Torah, the yoke of marriage. And by the way, even if you're not young anymore, you do it now, it is very, very good. So Torah is considered a heavy load. And marriage is also considered a heavy load in the sense that it weighs on a person. And he feels like he's going to collapse sometimes. And sometimes he begs, relieve me of the load. But the load cannot be removed. Why not? Because everyone is assigned that burden that he has to carry from the time he is born until he leaves the world. That's not a reason for unhappiness. It's not a reason for not being satisfied. But it's something to be realistic about and to realize that, yes, the fact that marriage sometimes looks to you like a burden, like a challenge, similar to the Oil HaTayra, is ultimately, even though it seems difficult now, is for our utmost benefit. And by doing so, you you achieve an unbelievable degree of happiness and sipaka nefesh. So that's something, it's, he gives a mushal of someone who is under a big load, and he tells this person, I can't take the load off your back, but I can educate you about what you are carrying. What you're carrying on your back is not a sack of valuable, valueless stones. You are carrying diamonds. You are carrying gems. And if you reach your destiny with this load, every diamond that's in this load will be yours. You tell him this, it won't only um, give the person strength. He may even ask for more. Give me more. So the idea is, is to educate ourselves that every single experience, even ones that are painful, and I'm looking back at my own life, and again, like I said many, many times to all of you in the shiurim, I'm talking to you men as husbands, because I'm a husband, that I too, just like all of you, have challenges in my marriage. I look back, they were painful things, things that I regretted saying, um, situations that I wished I could have handled differently. We all have those regrets. But the bottom line is, is when we educate ourselves that every experience, even looking back at a negative thing, if you learn from it and tweaked it and directed it now in a healthy way, then it becomes a tremendous valuable diamond and it is a a way to increase your simcha going forward beyond measure. And that's a very important thing to understand. And no matter how hard sometimes the situation may be, to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with a simcha, with a good heart, that transforms everything. And I know it's not easy because I know for me it's not easy. But we're going to work through it together and work through to get us ourselves in that mind, mind frame. 
The Chazal say that both working for a living, parnasa, and marriage is as difficult as Kriyas Yamsuf. What happened by Kriyas Yamsuf? The Yid, the Jew, faced an Egyptian, right? So, and and basically, each person that was by Kriyas Yamsuf, one or the one or two things happened to them. Either they saw Kaddish Baruch Hu in his glory, or he was drowned. And those opposite effects is more is 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 what where parnasa work is and where marriage is. For example, that in our daily attempts to bring home an income or to create a wholly stable, growth-oriented home environment, you have those two opposites where you see very often, in many cases, it hurts people, ruins people, drowns people, overwhelms people. And at the same time, you have, you have the opposite extreme where they thrive, they see HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and, they, and, their, and their lives are full of meaning through their work and through their marriage. Every airline has a pilot and a navigator. The pilot flies the plane and the navigator makes sure it stays on course. So you need those two individuals. You need the pilot that's flying the plane and then you need the navigator. Now a navigator's mistake is not necessarily catastrophic. It could cause a delay in the flight. It could cause passengers to be inconvenient. Ultimately they'll reach their destination. But a mistake by a pilot could be fatal. Same thing with parnasa, with a living, and with marriage. Those are two very important missions which are difficult, like Kriyas Yamsuf. They are divided between a husband and a wife. Husband, generally speaking, goes out to the world, brings home an income. He's like the pilot in this respect. The wife, even if she works, by the way, but she's still the navigator. She raises the, the, the family, she builds a home, and there are other situations where it is reverse. She's the pilot and he's the navigator. So you need to work together. Realize that if there are difficulties, it's not my fault. It's not her fault. It's neither of one your fault. Sometimes Hashem just puts through life matzavim where there are these waters around us. And by having that trust in Hashem and having emunah, and, and, and putting faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and davening and doing your heshtadlis, these things, Sai Parnasa and Sai Marriage, transforms a person's life and makes their lives filled with great, tremendous meaning. And I put the two and two together because it is um, a difficult, both of them are, challenged, are challenging. And we need to get through it not only get through it, but to try to work on somehow thriving on it. And sometimes there's a dialogue. Um, he has a dialogue here where, where a, 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 a wife, let's call her, she calls him Shana. Call her Shana, a wife, is talking to a wise woman, a stranger, and they're having a conversation. And The Shana asks this woman, they have a conversation, why does it seem like HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God is abandoning me? She says, abandoning you? That's very harsh words. What do you mean abandoning you? And Shana says, life is getting harder and more impossible each and every day. And she says, 
you know, maybe I said more than I should. I don't want to complain. I really need to be thankful for what I have. And she cries. She tries to control herself. And the woman explains, yes, we have to be thankful for what we have. We also need to know what we have. And then we have something to be thankful for. That's a fascinating concept, which means that a lot of things in our lives we have already, but because either it's part of our routine or it's something that we didn't pay attention to till now, we don't realize we have it. And when we start realizing that we have it, then we can be thankful for it. And that's where the healing starts. This is Shana says, I feel I don't have anything. And the woman says, that's very sad since you have so much. So what do you mean you have so much? She says, number one, you're alive. You're alive. It may seem simplistic, but you have life. Chaim Shmulevitz used to talk about this a lot in his Sichais Musar. You look through it. I forgot the particular pieces, but he talks a lot about the Simchas HaChaim of the joy of just being alive. That if you're alive, that means Hashem wants something from you. That every situation is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Some seem better, some seem worse, but every situation, there is an action or a thought that we can do that can have a profound influence, sigh here and sigh up, up above, whether we see it or not. So Shana says, but what's good is life if my marriage is falling apart? And the woman says, I was in similar situations like that. And Every situation, I'm telling you, this person's a wiser, went through life and said, every situation can bring about something great. Even a completely hopeless marriage, if there's such a thing even, has a hidden potential treasure within it, a spiritual pot of gold, which only that situation can cash in and become great. And he, she says, it wasn't easy for me to come up with this knowledge. It came through experience. And she had a special teacher, and so on and so forth, um, and so on. She was trying to explain to him. Then she finally, the Shana meets a rabbi. They went to because they were supposed to meet together. He didn't show up. He was late. Whatever. And it's so typical. We don't connect. We're opposites. She says to the rabbi. And the rabbi explains to her that in life, especially in marriage, being opposites sometimes is a proof that your marriage is meant to work. In other words, this Azer Kenegdoi thing, that when people panic, they see the Azer, oh, Baruch Hashem, Azer. They see the Kenegdoi opposite, oh boy, that's trouble. In reality, the deeper meaning of it is that the Azer, the help comes Kenegdoi through its opposite. The fact that you clash inherently, the fact that you see things so differently, that seem to be stressful, is ultimately the greatest shlemus, And it doesn't mean shlemus just that you'll have a lot of oilam up there because you'll suffer a lot, but down here you'll be miserable. No, no, no. It means that down here below in oilam when you work through it, you'll have a tremendous simchas hachayim and ganeden in this world. And we can't outsmart HaKadosh Baruch Hu. People, again, you ask Shaila in certain situations, where Rav is involved, and you, you both have good midos and work through things as best as you can, and it doesn't work out. There are situations like that, and that happens. But as we all know, 
Many, many divorced people acknowledge this as well, that very often things could work and do work, and potentially many of the divorces that happen these days did not have to occur. And because the idea being that to realize that when you ma- he matches us up with a person that seems challenging to us and seems opposite to us, we're not outsmarting him. He knows HaKadosh Baruch who knows what he's doing. And yes, marriage is not easy, not always easy. But you could get through it. And not only get through it, you could thrive. So, as an example, if you have a family, a certain family, the man is a nervous wreck. He has a temper that he needs to work on. Because he's a survivor. His father was a survivor of the Holocaust and used to hit him a lot, and his teachers used to hit him a lot, and he had a rougher personality. His wife was more of a tzaddikis and understood her, her husband. And she made the decision that he, despite his rough edges, so to speak, she learned how to say the right words to greet him. She learned how to, when he was aggravated, how to calm him down. And to such a talent, to such an effect, that the children growing up did not realize how deep their father's problems were. She always used to say, your father's a great Talmud Chacham, you see how much he gives tzedakah, you see. And very often, it, it, it masks the difficulties. I'm not saying you should always bury problems, but sometimes accentuating the positive really, truly helps. So that's also a part of marriage sometimes, where each one married someone that in certain aspects are difficult and they just need skills and tools to how to navigate through it. And sometimes that difficulty could become an asset, a great asset, once they work through it. So sometimes we need outside guidance, how to handle something. It's like a diamond that's still rough, that it looks black, it looks hard, it has nuts. But not a maven, you'll throw it in the garbage. But a professional who looks at this stone, it looks now black, hard, knotty, ugly, rough. It says, wow, I'm going to put this on the wheel right away. And the wheel, and I'm not familiar with diamonds, or it's really how it was. The stone screeches and yells. There's so many noises and polishing and, and, and ugly types of work. Until finally, uh, you know, the diamond could start out with 10 carats. And when the jeweler's finished with it, it's only 2 carats or even only one carat, because you get rid of all that excess, but now you have a precious gem. This is a muscle that happens a lot in beautiful marriages. You start off, even if you're married for a long time, where it is a diamond in the rough right now, because we never had the skills yet, or the tools yet, or the, you know, the chizik that we needed to take that rough diamond and start polishing it. But when we work at it, work at it, it becomes a beautiful diamond. So that is a very, very important concept to understand and to absorb. So again, and we're going to talk a lot about this, Sai Parnasa oil that we have, Sai the marriage oil that we have, that we need to work on not just tolerating our wives, but to realize Hashem has a plan for us, it has everything has meaning, it may be hard, but not only will we get through it, but we can thrive and it becomes tremendously valuable and 
ultimately you'll ha- be able to develop a Simcha Sachayim, not just that you'll have Olam Abba in the next world, but in Olam Azem Mamish with your wife and in your marriage, Be'ezer Hashem. Brachen